do. Here we go. My name's Todd. This is Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Culturing. Sweetie, what is Pop Culturing again? I forget. What is it? It's yeah. our podcast. I know, but what do we talk about? We talk about pop culture. We talk about TV shows. We talk about movies. We talk about music. We actually just did a podcast last week about our top 10 uh, Taylor Swift songs, and we had our daughters join us. And we are lucky enough to have our two of our daughters join us today. Our third daughter, our oldest, said she was going to watch all of Stranger Things this week so she could do this podcast with us. But guess what? That's that's that's, that's rough. That's a lot of hours. So yeah. she couldn't commit to that. So we have Cameron, who is 17, and we have Skylar, who is 14, um, joining us to talk about volume two of Stranger Things, because if you listen to Pop Culturing or Zen Parenting, we already did volume one. Is this our second or our third Stranger Things Pop Culturing? It might be our fourth. Did we do one on season three? I don't remember. I don't remember ever doing one on season three. I know your dad and I did a Zen Parenting about Stranger Things. Just put, just anybody who's interested, just put them all in the notes below, Yeah, Todd. I'll put them in the notes. Any anybody's. podcast we did. But definitely, even though I think volume two is going to, this podcast can sit on its own mm-hmm. because it's going to be just so good. Mm-hmm. It's um, got a lot in it. Right. Yeah. There's a lot to it. Four hours. Four. Four. Oh God, four so like if we, two. that's like two movies yeah. if we were just doing a regular movie. Right. So if you're listening, um, the way I want to structure it, and we're going to be kind of like organic and let people kind of share whatever they want. First of all, I'm going to play about a minute of the trailer just to remind everybody. And this is spoiler alert. We're assuming you've watched it all. So if you haven't watched it all, you probably don't want to be listening to this until after you've watched it all. Um, but I'm going to frame at least the parts that I want to talk about through the lens of questions that were left unanswered. Mm. So this isn't as much of a recap of what we saw, because that's sometimes what we do is we just recap all these parts. And I think as you ask questions, we will recap. Mm-hmm. We'll be recapping. Like our favorite parts. Mm-hmm. You could ask like what our favorite parts of volume two was. Right. Before. Maybe we'll do that. But first yeah. we're going to play a little bit of a minute of the trailer. So here we go. I know you're frightened. You're terribly frightened by what you've seen. But I'm not going to lie to you. Your friends are not prepared for this fight. Hawkins will fall. My friends need me. You're not ready. He's not going to stop. Not until he's taken everyone. Let's do it. But I have this terrible feeling. It might not work out for us this time. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh. So good. Now I just want you to watch. Oh, Vecna. Vecna is just a Vecna. scary guy. He just wants everybody to watch. He's creepy. <laughs> I love Elle. how intense that version of running up that hill is. Oh, yeah. Right. So I good. love that line of your friends have lost. I just want you to watch. Now. Well, mm-hmm. he tells Max to watch. Mm-hmm. He tells Nancy to watch. He tells Eleven to watch. It's a very Which sinister is, thing. He's like, it is. watch. Which is watch. really <laughs> weird because he like. 
takes people's eyes. So yeah. it's like, it's, how am I supposed to watch? If you take my eyes. You take my he eyes. does it nice and slow, though. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, before we... <laughs> Goody. He's oh, like, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm going to hurt you, but it'll be slow. Don't worry. It'll be slow. It'll You'll be get slow. to watch. <laughs> Don't worry. Just so, crack in the bone. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm just great. That, that reminds me of one quick story. I remember <laughs> I was at Yosemite National Park with JC and my niece Ava, and these horse flies were so huge, like the biggest horse flies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying something to them. And my intent was to um, let them relax a little bit. And but the, what I said to them was, don't worry. They're not poisonous. It just hurts really hard when they bite. <laughs> And it hurts start, really hard. Thank goodness. It hurts really bad when they bite. How old were and they? It was last year. Oh. And they <laughs> it was were just all last year. Two years ago? Whatever. Yosemite. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Anyways, they were laughing at I was trying to help them that chill out. It wasn't soothing. It was not soothing at all. No. Um, so before we move on from that trailer, which is I think one of the best trailers that's ever been created. Oh, mm-hmm. um, oh for sure. How many times have you guys watched that trailer? I've, I actually have gone back and watched it a couple times. I've watched it a ton. Have you, Sky? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so good. Now, the reason it's good is because they blend um, running up that hill with the Stranger uh, Things theme, which I think is really cool. So before we move on, I want you to play oh. 21 Pilots because they did the exact same thing a couple nights ago at a concert where they play, I don't know how they got permission to do it, mm-hmm. but they played all of this footage on the big screen from Stranger Things, and then they mixed their song, Heathens. Should with... I play it from the beginning? Um, no, go in a little the... bit. All right, I can go in 27 seconds. Okay, perfect. Where they said music can save us all. Yeah, mm-hmm. which well, is so true. I don't true. know if that's exactly. Perfect. If anybody listening knows of other songs that have been mixed with Stranger Things music, please email us because I think it's so cool because mm-hmm. you totally get the vibe. Now, it's really interesting that 21 Pilots would do that, though, because that song is from Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like connecting this song to Stranger Things instead. But whatever. Whatever. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's get going. It works. So um, let's just quickly give our gut reaction to volume two of season four. And I guess Mm -hmm. I'll start and say it was kind of amazing. There was no spots where I'm like, oh, I'm bored. Like it was, you know, Mm -hmm. an hour and a half uh, on the first episode and then two and a half hours, which is a long time to keep somebody interested. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of outstanding. That's my two cents. It was extremely intense. We got a lot of storylines from this season wrapped up, but you know there's so much left to explore. It felt like the Empire Strikes Back of Stranger Things because it didn't have a happy ending. Like, we know there's still a lot of work that they have to do in um, season five. But all over the board, great acting, you know, great writing, the action, which I get bored of sometimes pretty easily. I wasn't bored of. Um, and also very emotional, so I loved it. I, before somebody else goes, I think that the end of Empire Strikes Back, which is an unbelievable movie, I think things were even more demoralized at the end of Empire Strikes Back be- versus the end of season four of Stranger Things. Would you oh. agree with that or no? Like you got Luke without a hand. Yeah, he got it back. Han Solo's frozen in carbonite somewhere. Yeah. Like the Empire is just, 
on cloud yeah, nine. Yeah, well, Whereas, the Upside Down is opening in Hawkins. But That's literally what they've been trying to avoid the Vecna, entire series. Vecna is hurt and wounded. And our characters are together, so I might agree yeah. with you. So I, I just think, think it's bad. It's just the feeling of like, oh, God, this is not over. Like, there's... Because with other Stranger Things endings, they've always been like, you know, there's a, still a little bit more to explore, but it's never been this... Uh, apparent that there is something going wrong, like there is something bad that's about mm. to happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, my reaction to volume two, well, it was very intense, which I kind of knew because the whole season was dark, and I really wanted to get emotional, but I was bullied into watching it with my parents. That's what we do at yeah. Zen Parenting Radio. We bully our kids. Yeah, that no. was mean. They said they'd turn it up really loud so I'd hear it from downstairs, mm-hmm. yep. we and that they wouldn't be... pause still... it if I walked in. Yeah. It was really mean, but like it was very, very emotional. Yeah. I thought it was really well done. I was very entertained. We wanted you to be a part of the experience. Yeah, but I didn't get to cry. Have you watched it again so you've been able no. to cry? No. I even didn't watch the second half of volume, second episode, volume two with you guys. True, true. true. We did. Uh, we were kind of away for the weekend, and it was just the three of us. And so we were like, so Skyler's like, I'd really like to watch it by myself. And we were like, well, we're going to watch it upstairs, mm-hmm. and we're just going to make it really enticing for you to be up there. And you yeah. did. So That's not what you. you said. You said we're making it really loud so you'll be able to hear True. it. True. I own that it. That you wouldn't pause it if mm-hmm. I were to come upstairs. That's right. We're like, we won't pause yeah. it. Yeah, because that would have disrupted my experience. Um, <laughs> so my experience with watching Volume 2 is um, I loved it, and I thought it was super intense. And I, But I do tend to get... I have an interesting experience with Stranger Things overall because it makes me very happy, and it's, I think, like the... I was telling Todd yesterday that it's like the depth of pop culture for me. It has so many different levels because, you know, we've talked about this before because it has the 80s stuff. It has the music. It has um, all these characters that we grow to love. So um, and it's it's kind of scary. I've always liked scary stuff. So with that said, though, and I get a pit in my stomach when I watch Stranger Things, I don't always feel good. Like, I feel I kind of go too far into it where I feel afraid for them, like as people. And I also, Todd, I was a little bored oh, with really? the Russia part. Oh, yeah, that's true. I kind I liked the resolution. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked, it was, we just rewatched it the other night. And that whole scene where the music gets going and he picks up the sword and then you see things happening, you know, with Eddie. Like, they do this whole, like, where you see what's happening in each quadrant. Yeah. Um, and the music gets really intense. That's super cool and it's worth it. But I can't, the whole Yuri... I like Murray. I'm totally with you. I feel that comparatively speaking, yeah. it was a miss mm-hmm. compared to the other story. I think that if we're talking about volume one included, I was more bored with Eleven storyline than I was with the Russia storyline. Oh, interesting. Because even though Eleven, I'm so glad she, like, it's not that it was boring, like, by definition, I'm saying compared to everyone else's, but I was pretty entertained by the Russia mm. uh, storyline. I liked seeing Hopper and Joyce mm. together again. I didn't really care for Yuri, but I liked Enzo a lot, so that helped. Is that his name? Enzo. Um, yeah. American. American. I I like I I agree with Cameron. I liked the Russia storyline, but like I feel like Eleven and the Russia storyline, they both had to be done. Like we needed to get Hopper back, and we needed to get Eleven's power back. Mm-hmm. Like even if they weren't the most entertaining, I guess. And do you remember one of us predicted like that they were going to go into the gate in Russia and then walk to Hawkins? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't do that. Something was that you and I, Todd? I think so. We're like we're gonna they're gonna go in through the gate in Russia, but I don't think there's a gate in Russia. Mm-hmm. I think they just have no the they creatures. Just, they just have uh, some stuff. S- some 
things that they can use as They've weapons. got the mist and the gorgons. Right. Yeah. Did they get it from when they had the gate in season three? I don't know. Do I think? assume so. They picked up some stuff, probably. They're like, we'll Gobs. take some of that and some of that and some of that. Yeah. Uh, um, mm-hmm. I don't know which direction I want to go in, but pardon me, sweetie, you were just saying how Stranger Things is like your maybe favorite TV series ever. Is that yeah. what you said? Well, I it, it's in that category. I think we figured out that all of Mike Flanagan's stuff is my favorite too, and, and I'm not even going into childhood favorites, but there's something about, like I, I already just said it, I don't want to repeat, but it has all the elements of what I love. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to beat mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, and it has all these different generations, right? Because you and I um, are... Joyce and Hopper, that's who we're supposed to be. But because it is in the 80s, we really were kids in the 80s. So we get to be them too. Right. So we get to be everybody. So why don't we do this? Uh, why don't you guys say off the cuff, because I didn't prepare you for either for this question, favorite moment of volume two? Someone else go first. I need to think about this. Um, I guess, I don't know if this is my favorite because I haven't been able to watch it again. But I liked... Or I didn't like this, but when Max was dying and Lucas was holding her mm. at the end, and then it panned to Eleven was there too, mm. just in the like the dark place. I was that really made me emotional. I thought that was really smart, and yeah, like I haven't been able to watch it back, but I thought that was so smart. And I'm like, oh my god, Eleven's there too, yeah. and she was sobbing along with them. Like mm. it was just very important. And then were you the one that pointed out to me that what Lucas said? No, that was Cameron probably. Well, I, I was the one who did that. He was like, Erica, Erica help. Oh, Which was so like, sad. it's his little sister, and she, yeah. he doesn't depend on her in that way. Or they have a relationship that's a little more adversarial. Mm-hmm. So, But it was a really sweet... Um, she's kind of a bit of an unsung hero, that Erica. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in season three and four. Yeah. Like, she's kind of, she's kind of like, when you're watching, you're not zoned in on her, but when you think about it, she's really interesting. Well, and as I think about characters... I don't know if there's any weak characters no. in it. All the boys, all the girls, all the adults. Would you say that there's any? Because I'm. Thinking, Are we counting side characters? Because uh, even then, like the side characters are pretty good. Like um, almost without exception, all the main characters. All the there's main not characters, one yes. weak mm-hmm. person in there. No, and they all rise at different times. Right. They have moments where, except um, Skyler's new favorite person, she doesn't really have any moments of weakness, does she? Who? Isn't Nancy your favorite? <gasps> I love Nancy. I could. We'll go into favorite characters later. Though. Okay. Yeah. Um. I have kind of the similar feelings because I think I just came up with my favorite scene. A lot of my favorite scenes, surprisingly, were in Volume One as okay. well. But Volume Two, I don't think you can beat that moment when. Um. I don't know if uh, you you kind of have to intensely watch it and remember the specific moment, but. When they're doing the final fight and everything in it, um, the music, you know it's like running up the hill, but like it's kind of had an interlude for a while, and then Robin throws the um, yeah. the thing, and then the music just comes full uh, forward. Uh, I don't know if that's the right term. It well, it becomes gets, full blast. It full blast, and then Nancy shoots uh, Vecna with a shotgun like three times. That's got to be the best moment of the season. Yeah, and that's also when Hopper is using the sword. Yeah, and it's so, like all it's all intertwined. It's all it's it's pretty amazing. I I think for me, but so is that that's your favorite scene? I think that's got to be my favorite scene. Yeah. Oh gosh. What is my favorite scene? Do you have one, Todd? I think I know what yours is, and I might take it. Okay, mm-hmm. help me. It is the part in episode eight okay. called Papa. 
and his name is Pop. Is Pop. <laughs> and um, uh, Eleven is starting to get her power back a oh, little bit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just like wonderfully shot. Like there's a big fireball Ooh, there, that's a good yeah. and then she's like using her rage and her screaming. And using all her powers so, to... Yeah, let me explain why I like that scene, though. Because I think a lot of people who love special effects or the amount of money that got thrown at Stranger Things to do that scene would think I like it just because of the fireball. Yeah. It's really... I don't care about action stuff like that. Like, I don't notice what other people notice. Yeah. You know, when people like car chases and stuff, I'm like, I don't care about this yeah. stuff. Why that scene is important, though, and it actually starts when she comes out of her funk when she's inside the whole Nina thing and she lifts up Nina and puts it back down and then does the same with the helicopter because it's, to me, it was to point out that not only does she have her powers back, but she has control. Because when she was a kid, younger, she would just go, ah, and like do a big thing. Like she could slam a door and Mm -hmm. do that kind of stuff and and do intentional things. But a lot of it was just like she didn't know what she was doing. She was Mm -hmm. just throwing energy at things. And now she can, like, she did this thing with her hand, which you girls are like, it's not that big of a deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. But where she, like, can, like, if we're talking about the helicopter, she can control the helicopter, move it back and forth with her hand, and then she brought it down. On top of the trucks. On top of the trucks. It was all very purposeful, and it demonstrates her growth Mm -hmm. and control over her power. managing Mm -hmm. her power better. So I thought that was meaningful for a lot of different reasons. Um, And then my other one is just uh, the relationship between Dustin and Eddie and Mm. when Eddie dies. So heartfelt. Stop. I know. And there's that thing, I don't know if you brought it to my attention or maybe somebody did. Uh, Eddie's character made that up where he says, I love you to Dustin. That was improv. That was improvisational. And then you, I think you see Dustin's uh, the character, the er- the actor's actual reaction mm-hmm. in yeah. that moment. So. I think I even heard uh, Joe Quinn. Is that his name? You guys? I think so. Who plays mm-hmm. uh, Eddie? I even I think I even heard him say that they had to film those scenes separately. Like so, Joe Quinn had to film his close up. Mm-hmm. And then, like, months later, Dustin had to do his close-up. Mm-hmm. So that's why they needed to do things to bring back that intensity. I don't know why things are filmed like that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the way things work. Um, but he also, you know, that guy who plays Eddie, really had a... Um, he got really, really close to everybody, and he has become a huge, oh, huge yeah. fan favorite. Why don't you play his song? He's well loved. Uh, which one am I doing here? Master of the Puppets. No, play Chrissy. Oh. Uh, Chrissy. <laughs> it's not his I was, song. Uh, I Should I sorry. start at the beginning or in the middle? Uh, beginning. It doesn't matter. All right. Well, no. Chrissy, wake up! I don't like this! Chrissy, wake up! Hey, hello? Tucker, wake up, Tucker, wake up. Can you hear me? Wake up, Chrissy! Is that it? Yeah, so basically that's just what he's... Yeah, it's a TikTok This is the part where all my family gets mad at me. Who's Chrissy again? And who's oh, waking Chrissy is the cheerleader. The cheer. She was um, first clocked one, first. First one, one to die. Died. She was buying drugs from I Eddie. I prefer clocked. I prefer clocked. clocked. Wait, we made off that. Yeah, yeah. Just, we're so yeah. smart. She was clocked by Vecna. And Eddie is telling her to wake up at some point? Eddie's trailer. Do you not remember? No, It was I the don't. end of the first episode. Oh yeah, that was like two months ago. But do you remember the string of events that led like to the end? Like that was like the first thing that happened. Right. And I, who, so Eddie said, wake up. 
Um, so Chrissy oh, is oh the God. cheerleader, so she's the first one clocked, and she actually gets clocked in Eddie's trailer, uh-huh. and so he's trying to wake her up. Thank you. That's all I need. Because to hear. she's ri- she's rising up, and he's really scared though, uh. and so he runs. But the reason why it's significant, but he doesn't actually sing that. That's no. a TikTok. That's a TikTok. He's saying those words, and someone put it to music yeah, because they it. love him so much. But the other piece is before, like Cameron says, he plays Master of Puppets up on the. Um, Ooh, that was a good moment too. I could have yeah. said yeah, that. Yeah, that was a great moment. And um, he says, "This is for you, Chrissy." This is for you, Chrissy. <laughs> so like he's like trying to he he feel he doesn't like that he runs away, and he doesn't like that he couldn't save her. Mm. He felt weak, even though mm-hmm. he couldn't have saved her. Yeah. Yeah. What I was gonna say is that I think he was giving himself way too much. Uh, blame. blame for what happened because honestly in that situation if he had stayed he would have been arrested and he wouldn't have been able to totally. sacrifice himself like there's nothing in those situations that he could have helped someone else right but he didn't have the info he didn't know what he could have done well what could he have done well there's nothing could have been done but well, he yeah. doesn't know about Vecna and everything well, yeah just, no, that's what I'm it saying. just looks like she was murdered and he ran away but um yeah. I think Eddie is the one who brought the most emotion out in me in that, you know, when he talks about how I didn't run to Dustin. Oh, so sweet. I think, okay, so in this scene, I remember watching it and being like, oh, God, this is really emotional. I'm glad because I was, I was, I really wanted to get emotional during this episode. But then I was like crying uh, when Eddie was dying. And I was like, oh, God, that was a lot. And then it flashed to Max dying. Mm-hmm. And I lost it because <laughs> she's one of our core characters since season two. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, she's literally dying. And. On top of that, she didn't get one of the, she didn't get like the movie death, like the heroic, I did my best, or like I didn't run away, or blah, blah, blah. She is a 17 year old girl, or 16. 14 uh, in the show. 14 in the show, sorry. Uh, She's like 19 in real life, but uh, who is dying, and she's saying, I'm not ready, I'm scared, which is just, you're not ready for that as a watcher, I feel like. Mm. You're, you want them to be like, at peace with everything, and she's not. So that, like, it really brought out a lot in me. And then you see Eleven's there, and you, oh, Lucas's performance in that scene was amazing. So, Todd, I know I didn't send this to you, but could you look up When It's Cold, I'd Like to Die by Moby? Sure. And the reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the reason why this song is important to Stranger Things is I think they play it three times. They do. They play mm-hmm. it when Will in season one is being brought back to life. Mm-hmm. And it's also Hopper is remembering his daughter Sarah mm-hmm. dying. Mm-hmm. Um, Should I skip to the middle? Um, I think you can. I think you can just play it here. It has the same feeling. Oh, sorry, Maybe go a little in, just so we can hear the voice. time they play it is it um is it when hopper dies in season three he dies i don't remember that i don't remember i know there's another time there is another here yeah look it up um what's the song so but then it's called when it's cold i'd like to die by moby Mm -hmm. um so it has that it's interesting though because they play it like eddie dies but Mm -hmm. max we're not sure and will got brought back yeah. so it's just a very like Stranger Things has songs you know they have the hero song we could be heroes yeah. that they have played in certain seasons mm-hmm. um, they have things that they return to because you come back to the same vibe mm-hmm. you know it's the same people it's the same family so even if you don't know 
or wrecking. Did you find it, Cam? I'm still looking it up. Okay. So, um, anyway, so keep going. this is what we're going to do. I'm going to bring up a bunch of unanswered questions that I found on the internet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you guys think it's worth it, then we'll talk about it. If you're like, oh, skip that one. Just tell me, okay? And then just to kind of tease the end of the show, we're all going to share our favorite character on the show. Okay. Oh, Sound good? Can I give four? favorite four? Yeah. No, you can only give one. What? Are you Why? serious? Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. We're not there yet. Yeah. yeah. I d- we'll negotiate later. So let me know if you guys think this is an interesting question. And I need it actually understand it better to even understand the question what's next from the shadow do you guys even know what that question is asking uh yeah the particles yeah the mind flare so is do you have any take on that or can you even it's help still me under- gonna be bad like i don't think there's much to it it's part of the upside down i um i don't know is are they saying like the shadow is the first thing that's gonna like come into our world what they say is that joyce and hopper and murray stumble upon a mysterious substance swirling around the russian prison these particles look eerily reminiscent of the shadow monster aka the mind flare yeah that possesses will murray realizes the particles are them meaning the spore-like particles are inside the demogorgons mm-hmm. well this is totally self this is ex- do you want me to explain yeah. it sure so let's first start with this. I got to like back up. So one story that Vecna tells us, and let's just talk about how Vecna always feels the need to tell people stories before he kills them. Yeah, yeah. it's very uh, villainy. It's very villainy. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to kill you, but first I will Life tell you story. my entire... I was 10 years old. <laughs> he wants them to know. He wants it. Or like when Eleven's like, Henry, and he's like, yes, let me, you know, she's, no, she says Papa died. Mm-hmm. She Papa tells him died. Papa died. Okay, so Vecna, when he gets to the, you know, the upside down and he's looking around and he sees little demodogs you know, Aww, going all over the place. Babes. You have to, that demodog is actually not mean mm-hmm. yet. Okay. Or at least I don't think so. Yeah. What he recognizes though, in the air is all of this, you know, flowing stuff. Debris. Debris whatever. that we're calling mm-hmm. the shadow. Yeah. Can we he, call it the mind flare? I'm getting confused. The mind flare, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's not a mind flare yet. What he does is he sees harnesses it, it and oh, yeah. he harnesses it and invokes like, he makes it, it gives what, it form exactly, mm-hmm. and and not only gives it form, but gives it like him, like it's an evil. It becomes evil. He uses it for his. When he's fighting with Eleven, he says, "When recounting his sinister origins in the Upside Down, Vecna tells Eleven he saw a means to realize my potential, yes. to transcend my human form." While gazing up at a cloud of particles. So he took the particles. He what's the word I'm looking for? Not invoked them. He he made them in his own image, mm-hmm. as we would say, mm-hmm. and then he allowed that to. That's what goes into the demogorgons and the demodogs, and that's what makes them who they are. That's what went into Will. Mm-hmm. Remember, and they had mm-hmm. to burn it out of him in yes. season two. Didn't burn it all out, as it they, turns no, out. No, it's still at his well, neck. No, I think they did, but like he's just he still, still feels he it. still feels he's it. connected. Yeah. There's he's the connection. There's a big. Will story coming from I, We're going to get to Will. I feel like I already know what it is, is the thing. But we're, not just about his identity. No, I know when, no. The Some people think is. season four was his villain origin story. No, <gasps> it's not that. I mean, I don't think so, but that's what people are Sorry, saying. continue about the show. Okay, monster. so anyway, let me finish this. So what happened is all of that particle that became the mind <clears throat> flare that he made into the shape of a, a spider because he loves black widows, mm-hmm. those particles, again, remember it's hive mind. Mm-hmm. So they're all interconnected. So when the Russia got some of that shadow, they got a piece of the mind flare, if you want to call it that. So any, when he's like, it's them, when that, those particles got loose, it went into those Demogorgon and mm-hmm. those Demodogs. Just like it went life. into Will. and it be, Just like it went into Will. Mm-hmm. And it, they became part of the hive mind. So when he's like, 
you know, people listening to this are probably like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. if they haven't seen it. But when he's like burning up the demigods and the demigods, that's also hurting the main yeah. mind flare. It's part of it the system. It hurts everyone. It hurts everyone. So, anyway. All right. Next question Did Dr. Brenner really love Eleven? Oof. Yes. That's a complex question. I believe he did love Eleven. Sorry. Um, I believe he did love Eleven, but it's like mom said in the first uh, volume one, like, uh, you know, he had a lot of possession over her. And I feel like he almost used Eleven as a, uh, like, a reason for him to keep going after Henry because he felt he had to take some responsibility for Henry. And he also used Eleven to try to get Henry back. But, like, it was kind of, I feel like it was, like, his surrogate child because Henry was, like, his first, like, you know, he was one. He was his first uh, test subject. So I do think at the end of the day he wanted to help Eleven, but he, it's like, Vecna probably says it best. He's, like, he's a mediocre man who, uh, like, tries to see greatness in, uh, no, that makes him sound nice. Um he he wants to have he wants to have the greatness in others well yeah i think he loves 11 but he doesn't really care about her like he doesn't care that she wants to go back to her friends like he loves her just not in that way Mm -hmm. yeah i think the right way we discussed this a little in oh sorry everybody what was that um we discussed this a little bit when we did volume one because it's what you define love to be like he thinks he's loving her Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. what he's doing is possessing her because he wants control of whatever she has he thinks it's love like that whole ending scene where he's like please tell me that you know that everything i did was for you and while there is a layer of truth to that that everything like I think you're about to play something that Matthew Modine said. I'm looking for it, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, when Matthew Modine was kind of explaining his character and he plays Papa, Dr. Brenner, Mm -hmm. he talks about that he really does think that with the capacity that Dr. Brenner had, everything was about Eleven. Mm -hmm. He Even when Eleven was missing in season one, he thinks the reason he wanted to get her back is because he felt she could be used as a tool or a weapon elsewhere, and he didn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So part of it is greed, and part of it is also protection. So you guys, this it, it makes it really deep, and this whole idea of love, mm-hmm. because it is a nuanced, paradoxical thing, like yeah. as all There's things are. There's not one clear no. answer. No. Not really. Papa. Papa. Yeah, I'm trying, I can't find that, unfortunately. But it's basically Matthew Modine uh, saying that he really does love Millie Bobby Brown and he has some parental energy around her. And it's very sweet. Like, he, he gets choked up. When and he doesn't want her in when she's talking. <laughs> so, again, it's the actors. It's Millie yeah, Bobby yeah. Brown and Matthew Modine talking. So they're doing an interview. But when she starts talking about Hopper or David Harbour, he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, I don't like it when you talk about Hopper. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. As another so daddy. Cute. I know. I So, yeah, Yeah. he – and I think when you play a character, like going into Matthew Modine's mind, you have to have a sense of they have a purpose. Like he feels directed to take care of her, but that's not how it shows up in her life. And she didn't really forgive him. No. No, and I don't think she should have because at the end of the day, he did things – for himself, it might have had some some protection or like love wrapped into it, but the base of what he was doing was always to get Henry back or to get power from other people, or it was for him. Right. Like it was. I don't think Eleven needed to forgive him in order to, you know, kind of give him a peaceful send off. Yeah. Which I think she did. Like she held his hand. Yeah. And he's gone now, so it's all good. Yeah. He is gone. 
You think he'll be back at all? And no, I think he's finally dead. I think he's gone. Mm-hmm. She may have flashbacks, just like we got to see Billy, who I love a few times, yeah. even though he's really dead. One of the best, yeah. One of the. <laughs> well, hold best. on, hold on. This okay. is the part that I couldn't find. Not okay. Forgiving Papa it was kind of like mm. whoa, like mm. this is what we're resulting in. This is the conclusion of that relationship, and she's not forgiving him. Mm. It was a big revelation of, of of who Eleven is, and yeah. where does she go from there? With that kind of coldness, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of very much a Dr. Brenner move that she pulled. She did. Yeah. She did. It's hard. It's really hard. We actually went on a 45-minute walk that day. Do you remember? Yeah. Took us really long. We walked to set from base camp. It yeah. was 45 minutes in the yeah. <laughs> middle of the desert. Yeah. We walked because we were really sad that day. It was a very sad day for us both. You know, I I, I honestly love Millie Bobby Brown. I, I feel paternal toward her and 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 um you know I I, I know that what I said in the scene, Matthew Modine, is the same thing as the Dr. Brenner said, that, that everything that I've done with Millie was the, the best I could for her, for her good, for your, for your life. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's truthful. So, oh, sweet so Matthew cute. Modine. I think Matthew He's Modine. He's so unpapa. Put it this yeah. way I think uh, Matthew Modine loves Millie Bobby Brown that more than Papa. Loved a lot. In a more like and helpful ap- way. Yeah, yeah, and after he said, I loved her, she grabbed his hand. Yeah. It was Aww. so sweet. It was sweet. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you remember where you were or no? What was I saying? It doesn't matter. Okay. If it comes back, it comes back. Number, the next. Uh, question all right does dr brenner love 11 was was will's sexuality revealed no yeah, i mean will kind of just uh the actor noah schnapp he confirmed it in an interview so it was pretty clear but i what do you mean revealed like well you, sorry Here's is there the room left for interpretation or is there no room no, left i think we know there's no room left but i i let, i want him to just be like hey i'm gay but that's not like that wasn't as much of the thing coming out like mm-hmm. I, I don't know i feel like that was a new f- newer phrase but so i understand why he hasn't like come out yet per se but you know it's confirmed like we know like uh with robin she never even said i'm gay she said she liked uh a girl and then uh who's saying (laughs) like a muppet i love that coming out scene in season three that's one of the best i know and then they play music at the end it's a really well-written scene yeah i thought it was really good and it's a lot different between 2022 versus 1983 Mm. well well, and here's the thing that's i think interesting about uh, you know we could deep dive into Will because I think his sexuality is just one aspect of a really grand experience that he's had. Do you know what I mean? Like he, his character, I keep saying this and and I want to hear what you have to say about it, Sky, because you didn't finish, Mm -hmm. is there's some big story that we don't know yet Mm -hmm. about Will's um, connection with the Mind Flayer and what... I have a big idea. Okay. Oh, I cannot wait to hear it because the thing is, is I think his sexuality is part of it. It, It's what makes him feel distant from his friends because they're all partnering up and he's not. It also makes him feel... He also, as we've discussed in volume one, missed so much time because he was Mind Flayed. And so he's still stunted Mm -hmm. in his growth. It also... the, The sexuality piece also helps him reconnect to Jonathan because Jonathan recognizes that he feels like an outsider 
So Jonathan and he have a really lovely bond that they reconfirm in volume two. So now both of you tell me what do you think is happening? Okay. So with Will, this is <laughs> <laughs> she was pointing at me first. Sorry. It's okay. I don't have that much to say. But okay. we she was he was stunted. Right. He's still connected to the upside down. He's gay. Like he it's just he just has a lot going on and I feel like we don't know. I think he's a little more connected than we think to the upside down, but people saying he might be a villain scene five, I don't think that's true. And what does he's that good. look like? What does that mean he's a villain? I don't know. Just like more part of the game because of how connected he is to the upside down and the mind flare. Like that they'll okay. have to hunt him? I hope not. Like I don't think that's actually oh, true. Oh god, I hope not. Okay, so here's what I think from my reading of, you know, Stranger Things series. I actually stopped reading because I wanted to one, figure it out for myself and two, I wanted to say, like, what if they get it all right in season five? Spoiled. But overlay of what I think is obviously we saw in volume one that the upside down is frozen at the day Will right. went missing. Mm-hmm. Right. He is the connection between the upside down and the real world because Vecna chose him first mm-hmm. for the Demogorgon to take him or whatever took him, you know. Um, and I think the issue is that in order to close the upside down for good, people think Will is the connection in between the two and therefore could either be one of two things. Could be Vecna's puppet. Maybe that's where the villain mm-hmm. could come in. Uh, like his connection to the to the real world. Or he, Will will have to die in order mm. for it to be... Uh, Both are over. pretty frightening. Yeah, I yeah. don't like either. I don't like the fact that Will is... Because uh, even the Duffer brothers say he's going to be a big part of the next season, which I don't feel good about it. Yeah. It was uh, That's scaring me a little because they say it starts and ends with Will. So oh. I'm just like, oh. I mean, I hope that's not true, but it's very plausible. The thing about him yeah. being the connection. It'd be a good wrap up. Mm-hmm. I also thought, yeah, we'll go into that later. Just him and Eleven <laughs> might have to die. Well, and that's. In order for it to be wrapped up. If that's the case, and I'm kind of like feeling the same similar vibe you guys are, mm-hmm. that's devastating mm-hmm. because yeah. Will has been so tossed around. And, and again, that's life and that's a show and he's a fictional character and I get it. But my God, like give this kid a break. Give this boy some. And also, sadly, he hasn't had that many great hero moments because he's been so... Well, in season two, when he told them to close the gate, do you remember in the Morse yeah, code? with the Morse code oh, on the tapping. Yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah. a little bit of a hero moment. But he's been so... He's been a kid. And, like, he's been uh, taken over by the forces of the Upside Down uh, to the point where, like, it stunted his growth to the point where he feels like an outsider to the point where he doesn't quite know what to do with the feeling of knowing when the mind flares there. Like, mm. the fact that he knows, uh, like, that's how we even find out at the end of the season. Like, he touches his neck and then he turns around. Um, it, what does he do? He, he like, also had a hero moment when he told Mike to speak from the heart. Yeah. And that's how he turned, that's how mm-hmm. Eleven got turned around. That's true. true. But he deserves a really good one. Like, yeah. Steve gets one every season. Eleven's always the hero. And Steve you know. always gets one. You're so yeah, right. Because we, we love Steve. No, no. Uh, Are you ready for the next one? No, yeah. play the song. Oh. I said every time we mentioned Steve. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, I got so many things. Not the Chris. Oh, I closed that one. Oh. So is it the one? Because there's another one I haven't played yet. That's not the one you want to hear. Night I can- that's that the one. I can't believe that it's finally me and you and you and me, just us and your friend Steve. Do 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 Steve. Do 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 leave. What leave? <laughs> Steve. Oh hey, how's it going? <laughs> I can't believe that's it. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's kind of. That's funny. also a TikTok. 
and it makes me laugh because they all they do is put because Natalia Dyer and what's um, Jonathan's name? Jonathan, I know his name. Charlie Heaton. Charlie Heaton. Mm-hmm. They're dating in real life, and they are also Jonathan mm-hmm. and uh, Nancy. Nancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'll like show them together, and then they'll show Steve. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a true Joker. plot point, right? I yeah. know. Like, there's a love triangle. They yeah. are. Oh yeah, what, they're the what biggest this? love triangle in the whole series. I yeah. mean, like, yeah, we have a couple others, but like, they're like. Yeah, what do we think is the gonna most happen? relationship heavy? Yeah, well, what do we think is gonna happen with that triangle? Let's say, what do you want to have? Oh, happen? okay, okay. Good. okay. I just rewatched all of Stranger Things, uh, or one through three, and I've become very invested with Jonathan and Nancy. So I want them to get together. And I know in season four it was just a lot of Steve and Nancy, but like, was there really? There was like a lot of glance choreography. Like, it wasn't that much there. Mm. But did you say glance choreography? Oh my God, I, that's I disagree. Great. I disagree. Okay, I am. I'd be that. happy with either, but I do think Jonathan and Nancy are better together. So, that's all. and Cam. Okay, so glance choreography. I didn't come up with it. It's that's just awesome. longing stares. You know it. I know what it is, okay. but it's such a concise way of saying something we're always mm. trying to explain. So yeah, go away. Glance choreography. Okay, it's a thing. We're making it a thing. <laughs> um, okay, so with. There isn't one definite answer uh, in this for me because this season, obviously, Jonathan and Nancy weren't together for the almost the whole thing. And I disagree with Skylar's things that not a lot happened because Steve confessed to her that she's always been like when he sees his future and he, when he imagines what he wants mother his future of to be. his six kids yeah well I feel like that's a little intense I like yeah. how he says it he's just like that was a little one-sided personally well, yeah he just said you you've you've been there you've always been there I think that was better than saying because he didn't say you're the mother of my children like that would have been a little too much I think he just meant like oh he kind of wants kids but then also like you're I've, just always kind of in his I've future. I pictured you. Yeah. yeah, and then with Jonathan and Nancy, the issue with this season is by not giving them any screen time together. They're like that's what a show does when they want us to not root for two people, and I'm getting worried because I also am slightly leaning towards Jonathan and Nancy just because they've had so much build up mm-hmm. up to this point. They have so much history, shared trauma, and um. I just, I don't know, because it sounds like what I feel from the show is they want us to start rooting for Steve and Nancy, but I don't see how that, I don't see that, I don't know how that transition's going to happen, to be completely honest. Is that it's finally me and you and you and you and me, just us and your friend Steve. So, real quick, um, is the consensus that Steve is the outsider between these three people, or not necessarily? Steve is the outsider. He is? Yeah. Well, he's... It, okay, so you guys, because we've all watched season one and two, or mm-hmm. I watched season one again, you guys watch everything again, but in season one... When she and Steve are together, and that's probably the only time, Skylar, I would say that Nancy did make mistakes because of the whole Barb thing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and Rip Nancy, Barb? That was a mistake. Rip Barb. And she even points out when she and Jonathan are buying all the grenades and stuff mm-hmm. or whatever, the gasoline, she's like, wow, like a week ago I was worried about my shirt. Yeah. And like now I'm, you know, monster chasing or whatever. So she, like, her character arc was quick. You yeah. Know, she went from. And but she anyway, has never stopped since She has she's never amazing. stopped. She's amazing. I agree. Mm-hmm. But she, um, Nancy, 
was with Steve because he's the popular guy and she was like getting more invites to things and everything and she was kind of excited but she always felt a pull to Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Like she was kind of like always concerned about him and you know talk about glance whatever choreography. No mom you're right because in the beginning they were kind of making fun of Jonathan then she went up to him she's like I hope everything's okay I'm sure your brother's out there like even in the beginning she was kind to him. fair to say that Steve has had plenty of occasions where he's a jerk. Has Jonathan been a jerk at all? Um, he beat up Steve pretty significantly. But Steve deserved Steve was that. asking for it. Yeah. yeah. And also, after his uh, Steve's season one arc, he's never. it's like Nancy. He's never really turned back. I've never not liked Steve past the point True. of when he came back. And also... You know Dad still hasn't gotten to that great Steve scene. Oh, God. Scene. Okay, that's one of my... I was about to say, that's one of my favorite scenes when Steve turns it around and he mm-hmm. gets the right. da- no, demogorgon with the no, bat. No, I watched it late after season three came out and I hated mm-hmm. Steve. Cause, and Mom's like... And she watched him when he was like all scoops ahoy and stuff. So yeah. mm-hmm. she's like, just wait. And I liked him the moment he came back in with the oh, bat. Yeah. Totally. He like instantly became yeah. my favorite character in okay. that moment. Well, Let's, wait, can I say one more Steve thing? Mm-hmm. Um, in the thing about volume one, is that when we talked about Steve before, we talked about the fact that he tries to be certain ways. Yeah. Like tough or I don't want to be with these kids or I'm mad at this guy. But his character always leaks through. Mm -hmm. He's always like a really... I watched a clip today that made me laugh like where he's... He's (laughs) They're asking about the... You know, they're they're talking about the clock and what does Vecna, you know, believe about this clock? And they're Mm -hmm. kind of... And he's like, well, maybe he's like a clock maker. (laughs) And Dustin's like, yeah, Steve. You cracked the case. You cracked the case. Like, you know, they're thinking all these like... Time space things. Yeah, he's like maybe he's a clockmaker. <laughs> so anyway, so Steve, that's I love Steve. that. That's he's a simple man. He's a, and, and just a deep man of value. Yeah. But he's just so brave. Yeah, brave. So anyway, um, will eight return to help defeat Vecna? Oh, okay. Will, um, here's the thing. No one likes eight. Like I, I'm fine with eight. I, I liked the storyline. I don't feel a certain way about it. Um, but I feel like since the fandom doesn't really like that, they probably won't bring her back. Yeah, well, I mean, they're completely blacklisted her from this season, and I'm saying that very lightly. I just mean, like, they really didn't include her, even though this season was a lot, was centered around all the other test subjects. They brought her up, like, once and used the old footage, and, like, you know... Um, Vecna even said, I mean, Henry at the time said, like, he left, right. like, like, eight left him behind when he let her escape. But, I mean, like, I'm going to say, I said this, I think, in the last pod, yes, but eight's power isn't that cool. Like, you make others see what you want Well, that's them all to they've see. shown us so far. Yeah, well, we don't know that's her only power. Yes, we do. How do you know? You're telling me that... Why wouldn't she use that? She didn't have uh, telepathy, like, uh, We've had 11. such a small quantity... We had a whole episode of her. Right, out of four seasons, and you're telling me the Duffer brothers aren't going to give her a, more tricks why, in the bag? Why wouldn't they have shown her do, using the uh, telekinesis and telepathy if she had it? Like, she doesn't have... She has a different well, power. Well, she, she and... L, if I and you just watched this guy, so you'd know better. Mm-hmm. But don't they have some kind of telepathy? No. They can connect um, to each other. They call I, each other sisters, even though they're not really. They're sisters. not really sisters. That that's all they've shown us. I mean, she probably would have used it if she had telepathy. telepathy. All right, I'm wait, gonna, telepathy. Be, wait, one ahead, more sweetie. thing. The thing is, is what I will say about eight. I liked eight. I didn't like her crew. I didn't like how I didn't I'm not saying that for a bunch of rebels. There, or... yeah, and but I didn't like I find didn't any value yeah. in that. But eight have so eleven meeting eight is bigger than just being introduced to eight. It's eleven recognizing a that she's not alone. B that she can in she can 
she can pull from her anger. We've talked mm-hmm. a lot about anger, and also that she, to, to help her grow up. Like you know, that's what siblings do, right? So I feel like I would like eight to come back. I think people would freak. I'll bet. Any, I don't think anyone would freak. I'll bet anybody yeah. a dollar that she's in the next season. But like, I the thing about it is, I don't have a lot of deep hate for her. But like, if she came on screen, I wouldn't care that much. Like, imagine if everything's happening, people are coming in, and then all of a sudden she shows up. Yeah, she's do what? Make it's the like, thing blind. Like, it's like Endgame. When all these people start that flying is, do in. Do not compare eight to endgame. That <laughs> oh is gosh. no way. What is endgame? First of all, Snugs, you're so, Cameron, yeah. you're so certain that we already know what she's capable of. And I'm saying it's possible. And I can see the crew getting their butts kicked. True. And then all, and of, then a sudden, all of a sudden, there's she some goes, reinforcement boom. that shows up. But like. Her, and isn't I, she the last, the only one left? All the other kids are gone. But the thing is, the fandom doesn't care that much about her. And I think the Duffer <laughs> Brothers are smart, and they know they want to give the fans what they want in season five. And no one's being like, "Bring eight back!" Like we gotta get her back in the season. Like it's not. There's no nobody really liked Doctor Brenner, but he's a villain. You're not supposed to like him. Oh. Well, okay. eight, if you want eight to be the hero, you have to make her make the phantom want her to be the hero. We got a whole season to do that. We got to agree. Well, I don't want to wanna use the last season of Stranger Things to grow eight's character. They but spent, see, dude, what I was saying, I didn't say that. I said, imagine, and I know you don't want to compare to Endgame, but when mm-hmm. people are like jumping in, we're not like, what's like Ant Man's. The uh, counterpart wasp. Yeah. We're not like yay more wasp, but when you see wasp <laughs> come in, you're like, oh great, more. But help. again, I cared about wasp. I oh. had a whole movie on her. I don't care about eight. It's Kate. From it's Lost. not Kate. From That's not her name. Well, I know, but she's still Kate. Okay. From Lost. Evangeline Lily. Lily. Yeah. It's yeah. um, pretty name. Who is Eleven's biological father? Um, okay. Whatever. Oh, I don't think we actually know who her biological no, we father don't. is. Okay, so. <sighs> Mom likes to think that one is her father, and I think, sure, they could use some of his, like, DNA or something or genes to, like, create her, but I feel like that isn't a big reveal. That's just how it is. Like, I don't think that's a big deal, because they said he wanted to clone him, and then... So it's like she has three fathers. But it still oh. makes Vecna her father. Right? But I feel like that's not as big of a way. deal. But can I just throw out there? Just Like what if he was like, I'm your father? Like, yeah. Like, okay. You, you still are a villain. Like, yeah. still can we quickly do a timeline thing, though? So how old is... Okay, before we do the timeline, I have to throw out there that I did say Vecna was the one in charge and he created the Mind Flayer. Hold on. And this crew Hold on. disagreed with me. I never yes. disagreed with you. And you never said he created the Mind Flayer. No, what did I say? You said he was the boss of the Upside Down. Right. Which I disagreed with. I thought the boss was the Mind Flayer and he was just like a really cool... Like sidekick, Demogorgon, yeah, sidekick, or like, like what I I said this a lot of times. What Dustin said, he's like he's his five star general, which I liked the idea of that. I was like, oh, we're getting to like who like is like in deep connection with the mind flare, which I was wrong. Right, I'll admit it. Um, Okay, so now I can see how it like having Vecna as the main villain connects everything back and like brings first season and second season and like it just wraps everything up really well right yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay I, so I, my question is how old is henry to impregnate 11's mom that's not, that's not what, what she's mean. saying we did this before it's not about that he had sex with terry or whatever her name is like she okay so 
now that we've watched season one, I, I kind of have a memory of these things. So basically, is her name Terry, guys? My calling I think it's Terry. Terry. She yeah. calls her mama, though. Mama. Mama. So that's what you like Terry to say. Terry was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Or, let me start even before that. When Terry was in college, <clears throat> she started working with Dr. Brenner doing some things with drugs and how it and and being put in the water mm. so she could like they could see how your mind could expand and her sister the aunt was like she signed up for it she terry wanted to do this this was part of what she wanted to do but at the same time her mind was getting fried and dr brenner was not working very ethically you know we could say so then we have a scene when we we see Elle being born, that Dr. Brenner is there when she is born. Terry is one of his test subjects. So what we think, the girls and I think, mm-hmm. is that one's DNA or genes or sperm or whatever was put into Terry, not because Vecna or or henry ever met her but this is dr brenner doing some frankenstein she's saying there's some scientific yes artificial insemination because she wanted to clone him well i don't know if it was artificial insemination because um terry said or terry's sister said she had no idea she was pregnant at the time right so we don't think i don't know before it was before him like slightly before but But her dna still could have been inserted into her but if the oh, okay, okay, if she was pregnant beforehand, then there's no way. Even if they put something of uh, genes of Henry into Eleven, like they, it's still they, it, it's they, she's he's not her father. But you guys saying. are saying beforehand, yeah. but it was all she started doing all this testing stuff in college, and then she got pregnant sometime in between there. So but you're, do we know that for sure? That's the way that he describes it, I, or what, that's the way the aunt describes yeah, it. Yeah, that's the way the sister describes sure? it. That yeah. one she was doing it she had no idea she was pregnant so basically she well, was doing the testing and then she was pregnant okay well then still well, i just don't think it matters if he's technically her father like they have no father-daughter relationship yeah and that you're right maybe that the, i can kind of see that not that we're so smart to do this but the duffers talking about this around a table like what are we going to do here yeah and you're right there may not be an emotional payoff to it uh-huh. but it would be interesting like to know that he, she is, it's very Harry Potter, it's very Star Wars, that you are a piece of this. And, oh. and the evil mm-hmm. goes one way and the light goes the other way. And mm-hmm. even though you come from Darth Vader, you know, maybe mm-hmm. she'll turn uh, Henry around. Kind of like Darth Henry is dust a little now. too far gone. <laughs> Henry yeah. is no longer in his he is human not shape. He wasn't very human before anyway. Yeah. He's gonna I don't come think back Eleven needs human, right? another father daughter. She already has dynamic. two. Yeah. Well, he he's he's Michael Myers. He's Daddy still issues. alive. He yeah. just fell out the window. All right. Next question: Did Eleven create the upside down or just open the gate? Just open, open the, the gate. gate. That's what we learned this season. Short and sweet. Open the gate. Mm-hmm. Next question: Where's Vecna now? He's dust. He's resting up. He's at the spa, you know, getting riled up for the next fight. He's so part you of think it. he's part of the mind flare? Oh, yeah. I think he's still alive, not in human form, though. I don't think he's... But don't you think he's going to come back as that same guy? No, I think he's going to come back as... Yeah, yeah that's same what guy. I don't know. I don't know how he would have survived that. No, because he's hurt, but he ran away. He went like that. What did you just do? I just did a little <laughs> running motion. Not a little running. <laughs> Sorry uh, for everyone listening. All right. I well, I think motion. he is part of the mind flare. Like he is alive, just not in his regular form. So but if he comes back, it will not be in his regular form. But Sky, if okay, Nancy I think shot him out the window. He was on the ground. We saw him in his form. He was all burnt up, and then he was gone. So he had to have gone run away. 
I think he came back as the dust from the ending shot. If we, sorry. I think ahead. we have a relationship with this scary guy, and they can't not bring him back. Oh, no, sure. I think they'll bring him back. I just don't think he'll be the same. What do you? I, I think he'll he's going to be more be mind flourish than he will be humanish. I think he's going to be the exact same. I completely agree because the thing is, if we would have, if they wanted to put him as one of the mind flare things, they would have had him like we. They would have kept his body on the ground because we would have been like, oh, he's dead. But then he comes back as the mind flare. If mm-hmm. but. If they want to, sh- like, but they're showing him as he was there, and then he's not. Like, they That's didn't show point, his body But dead. I still think there's a possibility that he and could be. Could it be the mixture of both? Like, as I'm hearing all three of you talk, like, I kind of agree with Skylar. Like, he, I'm not saying it won't be the same actor, that it won't be his yeah. voice, but that he might be a little more flare-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, now his yeah, body has I'm been, saying. yeah. Like, Maybe. I think his body has been a little bit destroyed, so he'll come back. Like, he'll still be able to talk and everything. Right, right. He'll just come back a little bit different. I think we're going to see same suit everything again. Hmm. This I might be so. a boring question, so tell me if you want to move okay. past it. Okay. What's at the center of Hawkins? What do you the mean? public library. Yeah, like yeah. The, fourth, where... the four o'clock chimes and Hawkins falls. It's an unthinkable moment signaling Vecna's victory, but it may also have pointed out an important location for the final season. Four gates form... <laughs> paths to the upside down and shatter Hawkins until converging in a four-way center. But where's the building they meet at? It could be insignificant, but the symbolism of this location would probably give Will goosebumps. The four paths meet at the Hawkins Library, which plays a major role in season one. It's the upside down nest where the Demogorgon drags Will and Barb, as well as numerous other unfortunate souls. Hmm. The most notable and frightening detail of the library is the unscathed clock tower. Mm. Vecna's icon quickly became the clock and its dreaded accompanying chimes that he forces his victims to see and hear before they die. Could this be signaling where the damaged Vecna is hiding and healing? That is quite the long question. That is. Well, I'm kind of laughing about, you know, volume two. We're already used to this information, so you guys might forget the first time we watched it. But it's kind of funny when Max is like, He's been telling us what he's going to do the whole time because the four chimes and the four people. And I remember watching it going, really? Well, we could have figured that out. I don't yeah. think okay, so. Yeah. Here's the thing. Okay. With I, uh, Stranger Things that I've noticed after rewatching, they'll be like, maybe this is what it is. And they'll just run with that Totes. and they'll be right. Yeah. That's just what happens. And I yeah, don't think that's a I bad agree. thing because I, I, it'd, be, it'd suck to be like, oh, we, we were wrong, which they are wrong sometimes, but not as blatantly. Right. you got to take action. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think no matter... Yeah, exactly. I don't. I think you got to do something. You can't just wait around until you yeah. find more information. Like the thing about the trance, about them attacking uh, Vecna while he's in the trance, they wouldn't have known that for sure in that right. situation, but they got lucky. And They're they like, like yeah. we know because we know what Max does. So we L does. 11. 11 does. Yeah. Okay, so I have, a, I have a thought about that, Todd, sure. that long question. I don't really know the <laughs> symbolism of the library, so you guys could speak to that. Yeah. But because the Duffer Brothers are huge Stephen King fans, okay, they love him and, and so much is it? based. Well, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. So much is based on Stephen King. But in it and also in many other books, not just it, Stephen King likes to talk about a town with a dark past. Mm-hmm. So like in it, Derry, yeah. the underbelly of Derry is bad. It's like mm-hmm. it's evil. And yeah. so all these things, yeah, a clown lives in the, you know, underground. That's one thing. But why does that clown live there? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of like past there, there's a lot of history that leads to that. And I think Hawkins, I don't know what the answer is, but I know that 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 kind of like this town 
is rotten mm-hmm. kind of feel mm-hmm. is, yeah. you know, is part of the problem. And maybe the town is rotten because of all the testing and work that Dr. Brenner mm-hmm. was doing there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe it's rotten. The upside because... down is a close connection. Correct. You know, it's weird because as soon as you started talking about the library, I started thinking about it in that scene where uh, one of the kids is researching uh, the history of dairy and like getting frightened and then the clown chases him in the basement or whatever. Correct. But like, uh, that was something I thought of. Like, maybe that's just a signifier for, like, the past. And also, the other it scenes are when Max goes into her past and goes to the snowball and all the balloons are popping and there's blood. That's very it. Mm-hmm. Also very Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then, at the end, what's his name? Lucas is reading the talisman. Or the talisman? How do you say it? But talisman. that's a Stephen King book that's about a very similar story of parallel lives. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that that core, you know, something's wrong with Hawkins. Because do you notice how even the news things are like, Hawkins had an earthquake and everybody's leaving, but they don't seem concerned about the world. It's just Hawkins. No, yeah, I find that really funny. They're like, in a town where nothing happens. Right. Like, they always keep saying that. They're like, how much more can this town take? Correct. And it's been kind of, you know, under siege without people knowing for a long time. Yeah, like, yeah, sorry. But they were like, when Will disappeared, they were like, oh my God, this is the first thing that's happened. Then we learned that Victor Creel, like, killed their family. Like, this town is just really not well. Because people are like, it's perfect, except for this one thing. Except for a couple of things. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in in season one, um, when they're checking on, you know, when Benny, Toby, This Is Us, is shot, um, he says that, Hopper says that, you know, I've been here a long time and we haven't had anything happen in year like he he specifies what had happened over the last 10 years and it had been nothing Mm -hmm. so it was almost like it was and really we know that Beckness like I was growing and learning and honing Mm -hmm. like he was he was figuring things out Mm -hmm. um so anyway okay this might be boring how will Eleven's power evolve next does anybody have any she just has more control she's evolved she's got control she can do all the things it says Mike's moving speech to Eleven may introduce a draw dropping concept for season five can Eleven fly Oh, or can she heal? That's what I was saying. Yeah, because we know she can heal, I think. Mm-hmm. We know she can, uh, she brought back Mac, Max? She kind of Le- brought back Max. She brought back Max back to life. Her that body. W- that yeah, was her my, body. That was my next question. Was Eleven able to reach Max in her coma? Yeah, no. but Vecna's got Max's soul, like everything. Yeah. Yeah, everything important, but Max isn't in her body. Mm-mm. So if they bring her back, I think that it'll be at the end of the season and she gets like revitalized or they'll just... Like, she won't come back. She's going to need some serious PT. And she's going to be blind. Yeah. No, I don't like that. That's okay. It's worth her so she can live. She'll be okay. Give her her eyes back, though. They were were a little bleedy. Yeah, well, maybe they'll heal up. Maybe they'll they'll just need some. Throw some ice on there. Yeah. Throw some ice. (laughs) The corneas just need a little time. All right, so the last question. Okay. Okay. Who lives to the very end? Mm. Or maybe asked another way. Yeah, say the other way. Who doesn't live? Okay. I think either one of these people or both of them, I think either Eleven or Will is going to die because so they are the most important core and connection, mm. like Cameron said, to the Upside Down. I think I might agree. Sorry, you keep going. No, that was all. I think I may agree because they're the only people that have a true connection to the Upside Down, so their sacrifice would be the only ones that might be needed. Hopper's already died, so we can't do the the father figure thing, and he's back to mm-hmm. life. Joyce isn't. Oh yeah, 
No, they are not killing Joyce. What if Joyce does die? That would be good because she's spent like four seasons like just always fighting for her kids. So what if she at the last minute saves Will but sacrifices herself? Mm -hmm. I could see that. Mike's not going to die. Nancy's not going to die. Yeah, no, I don't think Nancy's no. gonna die unless they do a whole, whole storyline with her like saying goodbye to everyone or something. Uh, I think Steve's gonna live. I think Dustin's gonna live. Oof! What if Dustin died? That would no, be Dustin's uh, not gonna. No, die. I think okay. the if Will doesn't die, I think all the original boys are gonna live. Yeah, I think you're. I agree with that. Uh, Lucas is fine. Max, TBD. Um, blind, blind, but. Who alive. is blind but still kicking? Who is one uh, person that, if you could tell the Duffer brothers, just make sure you don't kill this person? Who would that be? Mine would be Dustin. Um, uh, I want to say Steve, but I don't think they're going to kill Steve. So I got to say someone with a little bit more, uh, maybe a reason to die. Because at the same time, I want to say, oh, don't kill Will, don't kill Levin. But what if that's really important to the story? See, line? yeah, because I didn't yeah. get to answer that question, Sorry, and yeah. I unfortunately. Fortunately, feel like Will dying makes sense. It does. I and think I, Eleven dying makes more a little more sense. I agree. Than what if they right. both die? No, no, no. One of them will live. I hope. One because both, Joyce, maybe. that's like two of her kids. I mean, I know Eleven's not her biological, but she's been taking care two of her of three. for a long time. Yeah. Um, so I unfor- the reason I think that is I think Will just based on everything it will be his hero moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like do you see what I mean? Oh god. I know. Good lord, it's not it's like going to be happening Sweet. in 3 years so I'm already preparing. I know. That's though. really sad cuz we were really thinking about his relationship status in next season. Now I'm thinking he's just I not going to live. You know, I what's think, his mental state like? I think he's yeah. basically going to say this is how much I love all of you and I have I just I can see it but I don't want that because I will go back to what I said 30 minutes ago. I would like Will to have a happy ending. He deserves it. Um, I'm fine with uh, Murray going, with Yuri going. Oh, sweetie, but that would be with. stupid. Like, we wouldn't care as much. Like, it's got to be a big death. Like, yes. this is the mm-hmm. finale. Well, I think Max could go. because I don't yeah. want her to, so mm-hmm. don't maybe jump all don't over me. I hope that we get, universe. like, a last... I hope we get, like, a last like meeting with Max's real self if she does go like we get to see her how about time. how about I go the other way yeah how about mm-hmm. Vecna gets destroyed and all those souls come back and so Ooh. Eddie can come back Mom, and Chrissy can come back you were just describing my dream uh, really? I was hoping that Eleven would go into Vecna's head and we'd have Chrissy Fred Eddie <sighs> the basketball guy like and they'd all come I back. I don't care about the I, I don't care about him, but I'm not going to leave him out. Yeah, he was also clocked. Like he was clocked. Ass. He was also clocked, so I feel bad. Let's yeah. not bring back Jason. That's what, who I thought you were talking about. No, oh, basketball. Oh, he got clocked. Jason got... Hush, everybody. Yeah, I'm saying they all come back. Yes. And they will live. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't love know if that I want idea. that to happen. All right. Because I want I don't think that stake. will, but no. that's my okay. dream. So let's do this as we get closer to ending. You guys can tell us how devastating it was when these characters died. Okay. Okay? And okay. some of them are random and some of them are big. Do we rate one to ten? Like, what uh, do we Let's do? say ten was the worst and one you could have cared less. Okay, gotcha. Barb Holland. Three. I didn't Two. care. Rough. I mean, I, it's not that it's I loved Barb, number. but it was zero justice for Barb. I mean, nobody cared. I didn't one really, to ten, sweet. I didn't, yeah, one um, to ten. Four. I'll say two. I could have cared less about Barb. Two. I'm the same. Billy Hargrove. Six, five, eight. Wow, sweetie, love I Billy. I love Billy. Um, he had a good ending. I, I wanted know. him to have some closure. I agree. He really, we got to see the past and yeah. then he sacrificed himself. But rewatching, he's a really bad guy. I would say four for Billy. Bob Newby. Three, six. 
Eight. Yeah, I'm like an eight. I love, I love Bob. Bob. See, Todd, you and I have relationship with Bob though because it's Sean Astin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I we care. we you know, love him. Sorry. And Joyce was happy. Yeah, I know that was the part that hurt me the most because I wanted Joyce to be happy. However, I thought Bob got his hero moment like at the end of the day, but I didn't like how they showed all like the gory stuff. Yeah. Oh, I don't love that. It's with like when characters. the demodog eats the cat. Yeah, Muse. Oh, Muse. Getting, we didn't see that. Muse is going to be up there. Oh. What do you oh. get for Muse? I was kind of sad, but Dustin like was like, sorry, but you killed my cat yeah. when he trapped the demodog dart. Yeah. He liked Three Musketeers. Yeah, I'll give he it did. a the two. Um, two. Benny Hammond. That's Toby. Toby. Oh, uh, one. Zero. I love Toby, but one. I could have killed him. It's one care. through two. I, was just, I just one. get sad about how they affect the other characters, yeah. but like not actually about them. He was Hopper's buddy, and yeah. he was nice to Eleven. Yeah. Um... Next would be Alexi, and I don't even Aww. remember who Alexi was. That I think made me sad. sad. I'll yeah. give it a five. Four. Seven. Uh, <laughs> he was I the Russian give Alexi guy. Alexi a five. Yeah, Do you he's know the guy with the Slurpee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made me sad. Uh, we talked about Muse. Um, Sarah, I haven't even seen this yet because I haven't finished season one, but Sarah Hopper, apparently. Oh, that made that me sad. Rough. The flashbacks, I'd say Seven. I'd give it a five. Seven. Seven. Mm. And then last, unless you guys can think of somebody I missed, Dart. Dart? I don't um, remember Dart dying, but he really did let Dustin pass at Are we going to do the so big characters? Like Max or Eddie? Or? They're well, not. they haven't died. Eddie, Eddie, oh, died. Eddie died. Oh, yeah, so Eddie. we got to do Eddie, but not Max. Can't say I mean, but her Max death is scene, alive. how did her death affect us? She's alive, Cameron. We thought she was dead. We're not putting that into the universe. Yeah. yeah. Max is, is a brain okay. dead right now. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing in her. Her body's alive. She's. Mm. But that's what I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. You mean soul and but her, she does have brain waves. Yeah, sorry, she's not brain dead. Uh, she is just Vecna's absorbed her. You're yeah. right. But Eddie, okay. I would give an eight. Eddie, I would give seven point five. Yeah. Uh, uh seven point five. Yeah, Eddie was tough. Um. Okay, so Chrissy? I. Chrissy. Uh. Death. Chrissy. Anybody? Wake up. Two. No. Three. Yeah. I was pretty sad. I was sad. I don't know why I, I liked felt Eddie so and connected. Chrissy so much. I, was I know. Like, yeah. Such chemistry. I, I loved know. them. But they're together now. Yeah. Together in Vecna's soul. They're like, what up? They're chilling. Right, um, I don't remember this, but as I read through um, how Dart died. <laughs> I don't remember. When confronted by Dart, Dustin. Okay, so the season finale, The Gate, follows Dustin and company as they travel through the underground tunnels, weaving beneath Hawkins in an attempt to distract the army of Demogorgons. When confronted by Dart, Dustin gives him a Three Musketeers bar. I remember that. Igniting their connection, and Dart lets the group pass. Yeah. Scott and I just said that. While distracting the other... And then L... Ted's reading the paragraph again. (laughs) You don't need the whole paragraph. L then uses her powers to sever the connection. Did you say that? No. No. She closes the gate. Yeah. Oh. Thus killing but, Dart in the process. Yeah. Uh, we didn't see it. We weren't like, Dart. Yeah. It was more just like everyone. Yeah. What about died. all the humans that died? It was by default. Um, okay. I think that's all I have. You guys ready for some trivia? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought we were going to do characters. Oh, favorite, favorite characters? characters? I'm let's giving. do that after trivia. Okay. okay. Um, let's see. Um, some of those are going to be easy. Some of them are hard. What uh, Hawkins is in what U.S. state? Indiana. Indiana. What is the full name of the Duffer Brothers? Uh, Ryan and Matt? Wrong. I don't know. John Did I get and right? Dan. Uh, the correct answer is Matt and Ross. Matt and Ross. Ryan and Matt. Oh, that was so close. I'm Shoot. Ross. Uh, what's Doctor. the year in which Stranger Things season one takes place? 1983. 
four? Three. 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 That is correct, 1983. What was the age of Will Byers when he disappeared? Ten. Twelve. 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 Correct answer is 12. Very good. Um, (laughs) This is a stupid question, but I'll ask it. What's the name of the font used for Stranger Things title? Oh, I actually actually know this because Stephen King uses the font. Hmm. That's why they used it. I will give you multiple choice if that will help you. Yeah, give us multiple choice. ITC Banquet. Georgia, oh God. AK Light, or Courier? It's not Georgia. I use Georgia, and <laughs> that too. is not courier. Georgia. It's not Courier. Uh, the other one. I think it's the first Banquet. one. It's ITC Banquet, whatever yeah. that is. That was right, a stupid mm-hmm. question. Uh, from which of the following characters has cladocranial dysplasia? Dustin. Dustin. Yeah, that's my guy. Uh, which of the following boys first noticed that compasses don't perfectly near... Dustin. ...near the lab? Very good. What's the name of Joyce's ex-husband? Lonnie. Lonnie. Freaking, freaking Lonnie. He was supposed to have the Steve storyline of uh, turning back and like having his character arc, but obviously so glad they didn't. switched it up. Yeah, Lonnie sucked. What's the surname of Nancy's best friend, Barbara? Barb. Surname. Surname. Uh, Barbara Holland? It's Holland, right? Correct. Yep. Wow. I didn't know that. A uh, real, life, real life name for Chief Jim Hopper? Uh, oh, uh, David Harbour. Very good. The actor's name? <laughs> real yeah, life, life name. <laughs> How many batteries did Dustin need to operate through his walkie-talkie? Eight. Two. Eight is correct. Oh, Skylar I Adams. just finished season three. What's the middle name of Lucas? Lucas oh. something Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea. I know, I know Sinclair, but that's all I know. Charles. Lucas huh. Charles when did they I feel like when I've heard that. Said that? Um, do you know the Planck constant? Six, six, something, yeah. two. I don't remember. It's I remember got two six. Correct like answer is, I don't even know what the plank concept is, by the way. 6.62607004. Okay. They sang, and then Susie told him. <laughs> Never ending story. From which of the following <laughs> okay. is the name of the factory where the mind flare creates its army? Oh, where the rats go. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was uh, the red b- sign. I thought it was the shrimp place for some reason. Bubba uh, Gum Shrimp? Eric Born Steelworks, Gray Born Steel Mills, Brim Born Steelworks, or Grem Born Steelworks? Yeah, Grem Born. No no I thought it was shrimp. <laughs> Probably Grem It's Brim Born Steelworks. Uh, did I say that? Grem would work. What's the reason that L wasn't allowed to go to the mall? Uh, cause people. She are did go too to many people there. The mall. I dump your ass. I think. I, I, <laughs> I love that. Her dump his ass. Her connection with Max is the best. Is cause so she funny. cause she keeps saying Max's words just slightly wrong. But just she's wrong. like, yeah, jeez, jeez. Um, what? Why couldn't she go to the mall? Uh, the too c- many people. Too many, too many people. people. Good okay. job, Sky. Um, what? <laughs> what's the brand of Max's skateboard? I don't know. Razor. Life something? Uh, here's your multiple choice. Barcelona, Paris, Venice, or Madrid? Madrid. Madrid. Very good. Okay. How much money did Mike have when he wanted to buy a present for L? Ten bucks? <laughs> I thought he had like $3.20 or something. <laughs> I don't know. $3.50. Chloe, yeah, very nice. Um, I had no idea about that. I don't know. It has a picture of Lucas's sister. Erica. And, Erica. And it says, what is the age of this weirdo? Eight. She's I'm, eight. 
11. And which season? I'm eight. She's you 11. Bald bastard. <laughs> I love that. No, in in season four, she goes, I'm 11, you long haired freak. <laughs> uh, the correct answer says is it's 10. Oh, She's 10. okay. She's 11. Yeah. I guess it's just four. whenever season this four. came out, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the color of Eleven's shirt when the boys found her? Which time? Yellow. Probably oh, the first yellow, time. Yellow, the Burger yeah, shirt. Yeah, Benny's Burger shirt, yeah. yeah. Um, what is the movie the Duffer Brothers showed to the kids for their preparation? Stand by me, Gremlins, the Goonies. Goonies. Correct answer is Stand by me. Oh. Uh, what did Joyce use to communicate with Will? Christmas lights. Very good. She's like he's he's in here. <laughs> Your brother. He was. He was. was. He was. God, good choice. Can I just <laughs> make baby. before you move on? Sure. I just want to say because oh, have we done our favorite characters? No. no. Okay. Go ahead. What was the date when Will disappeared? March. No, that's his birthday. Um, sorry. September. Either no- November 5th, December 5th, November, November 12th. Or November 6th or December 6th. Oh, I was wrong. I have no idea. November 12th. November 6th. I got really excited. So that's yeah. when the upside down is frozen, November that's 6th. July 9th. So, okay. What's the birth name of 11? Uh, Jane, Jane Hopper. Hopper. No, Jane, what's Jane Ives. Just Jane. I'll, I'll, I'll take Jane. Oh, nice. Jane what Ives. What is the first name Very of Mr. Ives. Clark? Stephen. Uh, incorrect. Okay. John. It's always March. a safe bet with men names. Tommy. Mark Clark. <laughs> correct answer is Scott. Scott oh, Clark. Clark. should have known that. He was a real MVP first season. Yeah, yeah. and second season, right? Wasn't and third season. They called him for help. Oh, yeah. Because he was having dinner. Forgot he was on a date. That. One, two, and it's three. Like Dustin. Mm-hmm. Magnets. He showed George magnets. the magnets. So, now this is the end. So, we're going to say our favorite character. Oh! I would like to go first and Tiger. give short descriptions why. Okay. All right. This season, wow. Max really stood out to me. Mm. Not just like because I love Sadie Sink and everything, but Max was amazing. Love her. Good character development. Uh, Joyce, always loved her. She's the best. She just works so hard. Um, Nancy, I've really loved getting to know her. And she's just amazing with guns. Mm-hmm. And she's just this a really awesome character. Mm-hmm. Like, I never noticed how cool she was before. And Robin, I thought she had good character development, too. Mm. Um, I just like that she's best friends with Steve. Yeah. So those anyone, are my four. Anyone connected to Steve, I'm like, yes. No, mm-hmm. um, I, okay, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I have a lot. Uh, Mike has always been one of my favorites ever since the first season. And he's just a natural born leader. He's the heart. He, I think, I hope he gets is more he stuff the, next season. Is he the I think he is. Okay. Because he's the one who connects them all. He's everyone's okay. best friend. Okay. Um, anyway. So he's one of my faves. I hope he gets uh, more of an important uh, role next season. Uh, Nancy also, because she's just, I kind of realized it this season, just like you, Sky, yeah. because I she's just, like, so strong. She's always the one. She's, like, I remember at the end of the season, too, where she's the, Jonathan doesn't know to shoot the shotgun, so she takes it. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's just, yes. she's always the awesome one. Steve, do I even need a description? No. He's just, he's one of those characters. Steve's dead? Yeah. Steve. Oh, sorry. Even about though that. Yeah, I've been looking at him yeah. doing this, and well, he's not paying attention to me. I yeah. just didn't know what. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> this night, I can't believe that it's finally me and you and you and me, just us and your friend Steve. Do 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 Steve. Do 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 leave. Your friend Steve. Oh, hey, how's it going? This night, I can't. Yeah, I just think he's one of those characters. Even though every single person on the planet loves him, how can you not? Right. And then. And last has got to be Hopper because yes. he's always he's like he's got a Nancy vibe to him. He's always up to be the one. He in the and most Nancy, danger. I feel like would make a great duo. Totally, totally. So it's got to be 
Mike, uh, Hopper, uh, Nancy, and Steve. Sweetie's turn. Oh, jeez. They're making it so hard for me. You don't have to pick four like we did. I'm not going to. I just, everything you guys have said really um, means a lot to me. So one, one thing I'll say is that Joyce has always been a favorite, but season four was not her shining light. Season four, she definitely did good work going to get Hopper. I like that they're together, but it wasn't like season one Joyce and season four Joyce are completely different people, yeah. meaning as far as like what they gave her to yeah. do. Yeah. But I, I typically like her. If you were to look in my office, I have two 11 Funkos, meaning that there's something about 11 that I think everybody can relate to as far as not having superpowers, but like growth and and sometimes feeling like, you know, you have a lot to learn and but you have skills that some people see, some people don't. She's just a she like um, inspires us. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think I know that that's like a very typical thing to say, but it, that's the Funko characters She's I have. Superhero. She's our superhero. And then I also I mean, you know, we just Steve mm. <laughs> and and but one more. I am going to say four. <laughs> I love Jonathan. Oh, yeah, me too. That's right. You and me, just us and your friend Steve. Do, 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 do. Steve. Do, 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 do. Leave. Okay, got it. So Jonathan, I think if I'm rooting for someone every season I'm watching, like I was really sad when he said to Nancy, you know, I'm sorry I wasn't here. They talked about college. And then he said, yeah, but I'm so glad you were here because if you weren't, who would have been in charge? Steve. And she's like, no, he's really grown up. And Jonathan's like, oh, okay. Like, that made me sad. Like, I root for Jonathan. I root for Jonathan. So there we go. How about you, Todd? I know who you're going to say. Everybody knows who I'm going to say. And the question was, who's your favorite character? And you guys rattled off a bunch. (laughs) I I can't pick. I can pick. And his name is Dustin. And I'm going to play a few clips from this YouTube clip called Dustin's Best Moments. So I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to play it anyways. Sometimes. Find comfort in the truth of scripture and it's around Will and his family. Just wait till we tell Will that Jennifer Hayes was crying at his funeral. <laughs> How you boys holding up? Man, these aren't real little wafers. Barb, <laughs> hey, Nancy. There's a slice left if you want it. Sausage and pepperoni. You a million times. My teeth are coming in. It's called cleidocranial dysplasia. Why are you keeping this curiosity door locked? Well, where are you going? You just said stick to the plan. I am. I'm just going to go get some chocolate pudding. I'm telling you, lunch lady Phyllis Horde's next shit. Are you serious? Oh, my God. That's the best. Season one, Dustin's just a big teddy bear. He's amazing. And season two, I thought it was so funny. They're like, you're there with Steve? (laughs) Like, they're so, because he couldn't find anyone else who knew. Dustin's just so funny. He's like, why do you think I'm here with Steve Steve Harrington? Harrington. Yeah. Dustin's just so funny. And then that whole, you know who I left out, but I know I have to, is Robin, because I really do love Robin. But that's the, the thing, the probably warmest or there's so many warm things, but that whole thing when Dustin comes to see Steve at Scoops mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Robin is there witnessing it, like that whole scene is really yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, it's so good. I really, there's just, that's, I mean, that's He's what makes so this show go on. It's all him. these different relationships. Like, it's not just this relationship, it's how this person relates to this. It's it's, it's really well done. Mm-hmm. I'm giving yeah. it my thumbs up right now. Thumbs no, up. This is not a thumbs, thumbs up. What is this? My this okay is an okay. Sign. You're putting up an okay sign. You're I'm calling giving it I think it this is thumbs up. up this is <laughs> I'm pretty sure. This is okay. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So, we are going to see you all in 2024. Oh, dear. Oh. 
when I can't believe the we have to talk about one. it. It's going to be so good. Um, and we'll figure college. out another thing to do on pop culturing with you guys because I think it's uh, fun. Yellow Jackets? Maybe yeah, when it's Emmy season, comes out. it's nominated yeah. for Emmys. Will we be promoting it for I Emmy? Yeah, we will be its main contributor. <laughs> I know, they'll basically win because of They'll be like, <laughs> for Zen Parenting Radio. Thanks, Zen Parenting <laughs> and Pop Culturing. And yeah. don't forget, we just did a two-hour um, podcast. It was our volume, too. Taylor yeah. Swift. Mm-hmm. Um, Each of our top ten favorite Taylor Swift songs. Why? The background, the connections, the relationships, it's deep. Yeah, and I had the, be- I had the, be- I had the best list. No. No, I just, I 100% had the best list. Mine was the best. Mine was, I'm not kidding. Mine was mine. No. Every Yours. time I look at my list, I'm like, oh my God, my list is so good. Mine's the best. Um, thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next time on Pop Culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And feel free to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps people find us. Also subscribe to our Zen Parenting Radio podcast, where we discuss self-awareness and mindfulness, sharing the latest research and pop culture. We're on our ninth year, but there's still always something new to discuss. Do you want more Zen Parenting? Check out our third podcast, otherwise known as Team Zen. One of our team members described it as an advice column meets group help meets like-minded community. With your $25 subscription, you get two live Zen talks with an opportunity to ask us live questions, plus a Facebook community where you can interact or just listen to like-minded parents. If you can't join us live, you can still access all the Zen talks through the Team Zen podcast app. Interested in inviting us to speak at your conference or organization? Go to zenparentingradio.com and submit a speaker request. And while you're there, check out our upcoming events or you can purchase one of my three books. And guys, I have a one-on-one coaching practice. It's called Coaching for Guys. You want to achieve a better work-life balance or deepen your relationships with loved ones? We can talk in person, phone, FaceTime, you choose. Finally, I want to give a special thanks to our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft. He's a bald-headed beauty, and the company he has is Avid. They do painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Go to avidco.net or give him a call at 630-956-1800. Thanks for all your love and support, and keep on trucking.